Book Four, Part Three of Susan by Ernest Old Meadow. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. La Ville de la Mer, Part Three. As I sped along, a sickening fear seized me. What if Ruddington and Susan, by another of the ghastly mishaps which kept dogging us all along, had run into one another on the beach? No. As I neared the big boat, I saw him standing there alone. He strode out to meet me eagerly and wonderingly why are you still here i asked where would you have me be he said i have always loved france but henceforth france will mean for me just these few square yards of shadow on the stones you must not brood i answered you talk as if you are never to be happy any more in some other world he said smiling sadly i mean to be happy with you some other world i said who knows that god may not reward you soon in this he turned to me with a start but i did not let him speak have you eaten i asked not yet how silly i said nor have i come eat bread with me this wind shall be the salt he took half the roll and smiled but i could see that my high spirits first jarred on him and then troubled him you are not well he said you are overwrought you are excited let me lead you home no i said i have not felt so well for years i must go but not home there is business to be done where he asked startled along the beach then he said firmly you do not go alone i considered for a moment then i looked him full in the face if i allow you to come i said will you promise to disappear when you are told and to come out when you are called and not to speak till i give you leave he answered i promise i did not disdain his arm whatever befell knew he was mine all mine the wind was in our faces the moonbeams flashed on the water colour came to my cheeks and the breeze ruffled the hair which had gone so long without susan's brush and comb as we stamped over the stones we might have been a boy and a girl escaping on a frolic a few hundreds of yards from the beck we were able to climb the low slope and to pad along mutely over the grass at the first brambles we turned inland and descended softly into the ravine we pulled up behind a high bush hush i whispered not a sound don't move or speak till i give the word through the thin autumn foliage by the pale light of the moon we could see a woman's figure across the beck it was susan seated upon a modest bag i did not explain to ruddington i did not even tell him who the woman was two or three minutes passed and then the silver chime of berigny proclaimed half-past eight susan drew out her little handkerchief and wiped away a tear my heart went out to her there was no gibson and i began to hope our task would be easy but we heard a sudden sound of snapping branches and hurrying feet and gibson broke through into the light susan jumped up to meet him oh tom she wailed i began to think you wasn't coming ruddington touched my hand oughtn't we to go away from here he whispered no i whispered back shaking my fist we oughtn't i was out with a bloomin car explained gibson 
georgette brought your letter at half-past three but i didn't get it till seven thank goodness you wasn't away for the night exclaimed susan fervently well i'm here anyway said gibson not that i expect it's going to do me any good you promised you'd settle me this week on or off one way or another i suppose you've only brought me here to give me the chuck susan did not reply what have you got there asked gibson with a jump he had caught sight of susan's bag it's my things said susan oh tom i want you to take me away take you away echoed gibson thunderstruck yes yes take me away now this minute oh tom don't say you won't but where can i take you to asked astounded gibson to grand pong not me said susan's gallant with emphasis i suppose you think that at a cafe restaurant you can do anything don't make no mistake they're the properest lot at grand pong that ever i struck in all my natural why just to think of madam opening the door and me bringing in a young lady at midnight not me oh tom don't be such a beast moaned susan the very idea you know quite well you do that i'd never go to the same house i'd die first but oh tom you must take me somewhere we might go to the clergyman's wife they don't have no clergyman in france said gibson with british scorn only priests and priests don't have no wives but look here what do you want to be took away for what's up susan was silent it's some tiff with the missus said gibson derisively that's what it is and i ain't going to be a party to it bet my feet that missus is in the right fact is this toff gibson paused and repeated the word with disdain this toff has given you swelled head not me i ain't going to take sides against the missus just for the sake of him the old girl's always been too good to me the undress grammar and off-duty vocabulary of my two model domestics opened my eyes wide and made my ears burn as for ruddington he touched my hand again and i saw that his face was full of pain he had guessed that i was showing him susan we mustn't stay he said we must i answered stamping my foot on the grass for susan was speaking no tom no she moaned not the missus it isn't a tiff with the missus oh it breaks my heart to think of it to-night just before i ran away she was sitting looking at the fire she looked that sad and lonely i burst out crying and if i hadn't run straight out of the house i wouldn't have come at all no 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 not the missus what the deuce is it then asked gibson it's it's him blurted susan desperately him not not the toff yes groaned susan the toff he's coming he wants to meet me here here to-night no to-morrow eleven o'clock oh tom i can't bear it take me away gibson emitted a long low whistle he took off his cap crushed it up and put it on again then he ducked for susan's bag and dropped it down a few yards away as if he wanted room last of all he bent his head till he could look straight into susan's eyes susie he said slowly 
you don't say you're going to give him up he had dropped his vile pronunciation and had strangely regained the simple dignity with which he had spoken to me at traxelby not that you're going to give him up he repeated yes 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 said susan i don't want him i won't have him i can't bear him take me away and if i do he asked intently can you bear me susie will you have me oh tom of course i will she wailed clinging to him with all her might and suddenly raising herself on tiptoe she gave him a resounding rustic kiss behind our bush we recoiled a little both from them and from one another we will go said ruddington we won't i said pinching his arm to keep him quiet so we looked away while gibson returned the kiss not once or twice or thrice susie demanded gibson at last what is his name who is he his name proclaimed susan after an effective delay is lord ruddington gibson let her fall from his embrace like a stone he sprang back a man's length oh yes of course he said mockingly when he had found his breath lord ruddington alias the king of spain alias the emperor of russia of course honour bright it's true said susan indignantly if it isn't may i be struck down dead his lordship fell over his head in love with me in traxelby church susie this is true he demanded striding up to her and speaking fiercely this is true don't go on silly said susan gibson leaned against a tree and thought for some time at last he straightened himself up and said in low excited tones look here susie this makes a difference you don't think i'm going to help you miss a chance like that haven't i always said you're fit to be a duchess no susie it isn't good enough do you think i'm going to let you throw yourself away on a poor thirty bob a week devil like me oh don't tom don't she pleaded clinging to him again don't or you'll make me change my mind there isn't a finer gentleman in all england than lord ruddington said gibson oh don't wailed susan again what is the matter with him demanded gibson it isn't his money no nor his horses perhaps it's his looks we'd better be going i whispered to ruddington behind our bush no no protested susan it isn't his looks when i put him in that folding frame facing miss langley they looked lovely just like royalty no it isn't his looks i could put up with that then what is it you can't put up with asked gibson searchingly she scraped the ground with her foot as she used to scrape the garden gravel before she replied mysteriously tom he's so funny he's all twists and turns it'd be like being married to an eel if he's the same as his letters he'd make me all giddy when i read them everything seems to begin turning and turning round gibson snorted impatiently with a thousand pound a week he said ironically you'll soon get used to that tom don't don't she cried how can you be so cruel if you cared about me as you said you did you wouldn't let nobody have me but you 
not if it was the prince of wales crawling on his bended knees gibson came more into the light i could read in his face the bitterness of his heart susie he said what's the use of talking if i take you away to-night you know you'll have to marry me even if you change your mind before to-morrow morning unless there's some good reason why you won't marry lord reddington you'll repent of it when we're poor and when we've to work hard for a living you'll throw it in my teeth and we shall be worse than a cat and a dog i was amazed at gibson's paltriness amazed and angry but not for long all at once my groom drew himself up as grandly as a knight of romance and demanded susie girl isn't there a better reason my maid was his equal yes tom yes she cried passionately there's a better reason oh tom i'm in love with you and i always have been though i've behaved like a little beast and i couldn't never be in love with lord reddington if he was all made of gold take me away why should i asked the radiant lover a minute afterwards making a descent into the practical if it's a bargain what's the good of running away from the missus we shan't find such a soft job or such a good old girl again in a hurry if we run away she won't have us back but he's coming to-morrow interrupted susan in a panic a jolly good thing too declared gibson if you're going to give him the push the sooner the better let him come give him the straight tip in fact i'm not sure added gibson meditatively that he oughtn't to be made to part with a hundred pound for breach of promise cheer up and let em all come no no cried susan terror-stricken if i see him he'll turn me round his little finger i shall be too scared to say a word i shall be just like a stuck pig besides he'll ask me about the letters letters echoed gibson yes the letters oh tom i've been so wicked when his first letter came to traxelby i copied the answer out of an old book you can go now if you want to i murmured to ruddington behind our bush but he only plucked at my hand and held it as in a vice while he listened with all his ears susan talked on that old book with the covers off but when i showed it to miss langley she said it didn't sound right and she wrote out a lovely letter for me to copy and go ahead said gibson and oh tom i told a lie i pretended i didn't know i was to copy it out i thought his lordship would make fun of my writing and give me up so i posted it in in miss langley's writing lord love us put in gibson in tones of awe yes and miss langley was dreadfully angry but when we'd begun we had to go on i promised faithful that i would practise my writing but i didn't play fair so the missus has been helping him demanded gibson with a blaze of wrath the missus wanted you to have him no no the missus asked me asked what she asked oh tom she asked if i cared for you and i told a lie and i said i didn't then she helped me but she put it in all the letters that he must wait and that he mustn't come after me and that he mustn't persuade me and that i wouldn't marry him unless i could be in love with him no no tom the missus has been splendid what's he come for then if you told him he mustn't 
gibson asked less angrily i don't know but tom tom don't wait here or we shall be caught say yes or no will you take me away gibson's answer came boldly yes later on he added we will go back to england and be married at once i have thirty pounds said practical susan it's in durlingham post office i've only got nineteen pounds seven and six said gibson glumly mine's at durlingham too but what the deuce does it matter he burst out snatching her to him and challenging fate with ringing pride susie girl i've got you you're the grandest girl god ever made it's all a lot of rot about those letters you're giving him up all for me susie girl if i've to slave my head off to do it i'll make you happy if i don't hell's too good for me i'll go through water and fire let's be off we'll tell madam all about it and she'll tell us what to do where's the bag they turned and stooped to find it in a twinkling i broke through the bush tripped over the stones and stood on the other side of the beck no i cried you shan't go susan screamed as if she had seen a ghost and tumbled cowering against gibson's broad chest as for gibson himself after the first shock of astonishment he opposed to me a fearless front asking pardon ma'am he said respectfully but firmly she shall she shan't i cried more firmly still susan you shall not go asking pardon ma'am said gibson again we are not slaves we shan't never forget your kindness ma'am and we don't hope to find the like again but you are speaking to susan's husband ma'am which isn't the same as the groom susan's going with me gibson i said not so fast you talk as if i am against you both when have i ever done you wrong done me wrong ma'am he said harshly and with a darkening face begging pardon you've done me wrong this very day you've broke your promise he's coming to-morrow and you didn't i did i said hastily it'll be at Gampon in the morning i posted it to-day gibson you say susan will marry you susan is it true yes miss said susan faintly it is true then i said why run away lord ruddington is answered susan can't marry gibson and lord ruddington too you mean fair ma'am replied gibson and you wish us well but you are a young lady ma'am susan don't trust herself to meet him and i don't neither gibson susan i asked what if i give you both my word that lord ruddington will not ask susan to marry him and that he will never write to her any more with due respects ma'am gibson answered don't pledge your word to any such thing i say it again ma'am you are a young lady he's a man and he's been about the world if his lordship's in love with susan and if he's come all the way to send veronick to ask her he won't be beat by the groom you'll no more turn lord ruddington back to-morrow ma'am than you'll turn me and susan back to-night susan let us go i stepped forward to seize her but he waved me aside susan i cried gibson listen let susan come to me for one minute something tremendous has happened to-night and i am bound to let her know it susan come here when you have heard it you shall go with gibson or come home with me just as you think best 
before he could restrain her she slipped from his grasp and ran to my side he followed i threw my arm round her waist if you please ma'am said gibson tensely standing almost as close to me as susan there's going to be no more secrets what's right to be said at all can be said out loud i considered then i spoke out clearly and loudly very well have it so but it would have been easier for susan to hear it alone susan there has been some dreadful horrible mistake it was not you susan whom lord ruddington saw at durlingham and in traxelby church he was misinformed he has never seen you in his life he does not want to marry you susan stared at me first with a face as white as chalk then she reddened like a rose and moaned like one wounded with a choking moan no miss gertrude no she pleaded in anguish don't say it wasn't real don't say my poor susan i answered it wasn't real but what does it matter you have given him up for gibson no she cried with a sudden burst of wild and terrible grief i didn't i didn't i didn't he wasn't mine to give i hesitated wondering whether to tell her that ruddington had indeed been hers to give because he was willing to sacrifice himself to the end but i decided not to try her poor wits any more you are wrong susan i said gently it's true he wasn't yours to give but you believed he was it is all the same gibson she gave up money and luxury and a splendid name all for you and if you please ma'am demanded gibson how do we know all this is true if it wasn't susan he saw in durlingham who was it if he didn't fall in love with susan who did he fall in love with if he doesn't want to marry susan who is it that he does want to marry no ma'am i'm not taking any more risks to-morrow perhaps we shall find it susan after all i turned to beckon towards the high bush but ruddington was already over the stones i saw him and held my tongue he came so quietly so masterfully that i knew i had only to listen and look on you are susan he said kindly in her ear susan looked up and gave a piercing shriek it's him it's him she screamed don't be afraid susan he said gently miss langley has told you that you have no more to fear some other day you shall know all to-night let me just tell you on my honour that it was not my fault if it had been my fault i should never forgive myself for causing you all this worry and pain depend on me to do all i can to make you and gibson happy tell me that you will try to forgive me oh sir panted susan i mean your lordship so it wasn't never me at all no it was never you at all she began to weep oh your lordship she gasped then who 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 was it i caught my breath gibson bent forward to be sure that all was well ruddington drew my free arm through his and smiled susan stared at us with wide eyes oh miss gertrude she cried with a great sob thank god both her warm arms were round my neck her soft girlish breast pressed mine and i could feel her true heart beating wildly with grief and joy 
holding her to me as the mother holds a weeping child i felt strangely calm i watched the moonlight dappling the ground under the tree i heard the sounds of the night the stirring leaves the far-off plash of the waves the soft croon of the wind the swirl of the beck and loudest of all my true-hearted susan's sobs yes i said softly susan gibson thank god for to-night he has been good to us all then i too became as a little child i broke down and sobbed in susan's warm embrace till a strong arm clasped me round and led me tenderly away end of book four part three end of susan by ernest old meadow recorded by celine majeure